So over the years, the reason why this conversation and this topic is important to me because I've seen too many people get burned by this organization in the way that they treat people, the way that they address issues with mental health. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. Today we have Eric, who became a member of the ICOC in 2006 as a high school freshman. No, excuse me, in 2000 as a high school freshman. Is that right, Eric? Yep. I left in 2006. And he then left the organization in 2006 as a college sophomore? Yes. And Eric was a member of the International Church of Christ in the city of Los Angeles, California. It should be noted that Los Angeles had the largest church as it had the highest number of disciples and the largest Sunday service attendance of any church within the organization. So L.A. was seen as the flagship church, was seen as the the model church, right? Now, it should be noted that even though Eric left the church in 2006, he did not begin to view the church as a cult until about 15 years later. Did I get the numbers right, Eric? Yep. Right. And this lends to the theme of, you know, the further you are removed from something, the clearer or more focused the picture becomes. Now, Eric, before we get into, um, you know, your story and, and the beginnings and, and the middle and how it ended. Before we get into your version of the events, what do you want the listeners to understand about your story and the stories of others? In other words, why is this conversation or topic important to you? So over the years, the reason why this conversation and this topic is important to me because I've seen too many people get burned by this organization in the way that they treat people, the way that they address issues with mental health. And me being silent and not saying anything, I kind of felt like I was part of the problem because, you know, I had something that important that I needed to say about my experience in the organization and in terms and in terms of uh, me getting that out there, I had to I had to figure out an avenue to do so. You know, not everybody understands what it's like to be a part of a of, of this organization or even to be a part of a cult. It's not one of those things that you wake up and you decide to do. Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, with that being said, man, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. We know you joined in the year 2000 at the age of 14. Why did you join? Um, to, to be really honest, um, I just wanted more, um, more, more activities to get out of the house. Um, my home environment growing up was pretty rough. Um, I lost my father when I was about three years old. Um, this, the circumstances um, involved um, heavy drug use. And with, you know, with that, I left, you know, I left my mom along with myself and my two brothers. 
So it was, you know, being raised by a single mom. My mom did the best she could, but there was, um, she was a bit of a wild child at heart. Uh, so there was, so growing up, I did see a lot of drug use. She did have a boyfriend at the time who was very, uh, physically abusive and verbally abusive, uh, group, you know, the family dynamics weren't there. How, how a old, lot of, uh, how, how early do you remember this? At what age do you remember this being? Five years old, five years old. So, so five years old, all the way to 14 years old, um, about nine years. So you've been witnessing this type of stuff or living in this type of environment for about nine years as a kid. Yeah, I would say that as the years got, um, as the years progressed, my mom did get better. She did, you know, clean herself up. She did get off. She did stop using. She did stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah. But it still had an effect on you nonetheless, though. Yeah. Yeah. So because now, of the fact that I had, you know, I, I had to go to school and deal with this. I didn't know I couldn't relate to any anybody who dealt with this sort of, you know, um, sort of family dynamics and and home life. Yeah, no one, of course. I mean, and why would you even want to tell anybody, right? As an 11, 12, 13 year old kid. So now let's 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 fast forward to the moment that you're 14, and you get invited to this to this to a church group or something or what did you get invited to so i didn't necessarily get invited to church per se i got invited to a church event and how this played <laughs> out was uh, what was the, what was the event what was the event broom ball you I'm ever sorry? heard of it i'm sorry it's called broom ball broom ball broom ball no nah, i never heard of that what is that so it is um, hindsight being 2020, it's a very dangerous sport. So what it is, is where, <laughs> no, I'm, you're going to get, I'm going to get into why it's dangerous. So you're basically running around on a, on an ice hockey rink with shoes. You have a broom in your hand and you're trying to hit this ball. Wait, wait, you're, you're running on ice. Yeah. And like an ice hockey rink. But without skates. Without skates. Okay. You can imagine how dangerous that is. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous with skates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the if church. You don't know how to skate. So this was like something that the teenagers were doing. Yeah. All right. So, you know, this is um, in my initial conversation with cousin Eddie, you know, I told him about, we would always, as, as church members, we would always have these events, right. That were, um, do fun events under the guise of, of recruiting people. So you got invited to play some broom ball. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to that? It sounds dangerous, but who wouldn't want to go? So what was your impression when you got there to play broom ball? Well, actually I didn't go to that event. Um, oh, look I, at you. Um, look I, at you stiffing them. <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't intentional. Um, I, I overbooked. I, um, so there was a girl that invited me out and this is, you know, we were riding the bus home. And we exchanged numbers. So with, you know, with that being said, it was under the impression that I would go, she would give me, a, you know, she would call me and have her friends uh, come pick me up, which I found out later was her discipler. I overbooked, ended up hanging out with some other friends that Friday night. I got a missed call. My mom notified me that this person called me and she thought this was like a girlfriend or so, a new girlfriend that I had. And I said, oh, no, no, this is uh, someone who's invited me to church or a church event rather. And so I called back, felt bad, apologized, like, hey, I 
overbooked. Um, you guys have any other events coming coming up? And she's like, Oh yeah, we actually we have church on Sunday. Would you like to come to that? Of course, I said yes. And that began my introduction into the ICOC that Sunday. All right, man. So now you come into Sunday. So that was your first run in with the church, the Sunday service. What was that like for you, man? Do you remember it? Um, I do remember it. So I remember it being a large congregation that met in this warehouse. A what? They did have a dress. Yeah, it was like this warehouse. Um, they they had it decked out to kind to make it look kind of nice, but the thing about a, a lot of the ICOCs is that they'll rent buildings. I, I think today they there's they own a few, but back then they were just they would oftentimes meet at hotel conference rooms or industrial warehouses that they'll rent out and you know kind of deck out to make it look you know somewhat nice or somewhat presentable. Yeah, I guess not like a dungeon per se. <laughs> nah, not at all. Not at all. What were the what were the people like, man? Um, it was very very diverse. So I've met a lot. Of, that day, I remember meeting so many people. I can't remember who exactly I met that day. Um, but I do. The diversity was very very noted. There. Were, you know, why there were white people, black people, there were Hispanics and not just Hispanics, um, you know, there were Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians. And I think there were a couple of Asians like um, I think I met a girl that day that was from Singapore. OK, yeah, literally, literally all nations. So they put the international in, in that name. So when I went, I, I was definitely presented with they with that perspective. Yeah, well said. They put the international in international for sure. Now, let me ask you something. So, you're you're going to this, um, you go to this church service, and like you said, it's an escape from home, right? And, but what made you want to join though? Like, what was it? Because there there are other options, right? There are always other options. And what made you want to join this group? So oftentimes when I was growing up as a kid, as an adolescent, I did attend different churches. I didn't feel the same sort of love bombing, as they call it, at other churches that I did at this church. They really do a hell of a job in roping you in and, you know, making you feel like you're loved and you're somebody and you could be and this you could be a part of this. And, you know, this is yours if you want it. Mm-hmm. 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 And. You and I have spoken before, and you mentioned to me that there were some there were some other avenues that were possible for you outside of church. I'm, I'm hoping you can um, explain a little bit about that. Yeah. So growing up, um, all I wanted to do was fit in, and yes, you know, yes. I, I've I've mentioned before um, my family dynamics weren't very great, and there was. I had every reason to go the wrong way. You know, when you, when, when you grow up witnessing, you know, some of, some of the abuse at the hands of, you know, of, of some, of someone else, you know, on people that you love and including, and, and even myself, it doesn't, it doesn't present a, it doesn't present a very happy childhood. It also does. It also makes you feel awkward because you don't know if this is normal, if you're supposed to live, if you're supposed to live like this. 
Um, and there were times where I would just lash out in anger. So I think you and I have, um, I've touched on this, um, in a previous conversation where I almost went to juvenile hall twice. Yeah, man. One time. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Cause, cause you know, I'm sure there are some people listening who, who might not understand what a, what a juvenile hall, um, is or, or how that functions or why somebody can even get into a juvenile hall, but explain. So I was in third grade and so that's, that's eight years remember, old, eight years old, right? Um, yeah, about eight years old. And I know that, uh, my third grade teacher was helping out other kids, um, with their English assignment. And I got really impatient cause I was waiting on my turn and I basically attempted to stab my teacher. I threw a pair of scissors across the room, almost hit her. And that, uh, that was when the police got involved and that teacher could have definitely put me away, but by the grace of, by the grace of God or whatever higher powers out there, that didn't happen because no one, no one was hurt. The second time was I beat up a kid in department store. I was department store playing a video. (laughs) Yeah. Department store. Okay. I was playing a video game. Um, they, um, back in the late nineties, uh, you know, you had your target, your Kmart, your Walmart. They always had this, uh, PlayStation game, um, set up where you can sample out some of their newest games. And I remember I was playing, I remember I was playing this game. I was really into it. It was just, a, it was just a way to pass the time. And, you know, again, to, you know, stay, you know, stay away from home and stay away from some of the sadness that came with that. Knocks his controller out of my hand, and he said something to me, and I and which which made me which made me really mad, and I just I just went after him. I just went and just beat the crap out of this kid. He, he had his friend there, and his fr- and his friend just looked in disbelief as I'm just wailing on him. And I mean, well, he asked for it. I don't. <laughs> my bad. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, he, no, what he said to me, yeah, he definitely, he definitely had it coming. Yeah. Bas- he basically hurled a racial slur at me. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I think what I'm trying, what I'm gathering, correct me if I'm wrong from, from you telling us these stories is that this is coming, this is all building up. Right. And do you attribute it to your home situation? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you were not involved with the church, what do you think you would have been doing at 14 years old? So there could have been two other avenues that, I've, that I would have gone down. I would have either gone down the athletics route, which I eventually did, mm-hmm. because once I got to junior high, sports became my saving grace. So if we can say shout out to sports for a moment, that that'd be great. You know what? Shout out to sports. <laughs> like that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got involved in everything that I could. Yeah. From from flag football to basketball uh to the track to cross country to um even even just after school homework club. Yeah. Like anything that I could do to where all I got to do when I get home is just sleep, get some food in my belly. And, you know, essentially, you know, essentially say hi. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really good distraction, right? 
It's a really positive distraction. Yeah. 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 I get that. The other man. one. Yeah. I was going to say the other one would have been, you know, kind of going down the li- um, you know, the life of, you know, destruction, you know, the, the, I guess they call it the thug life where I, you know, I could have, it could have been really easy for me because of all this pent up anger that I had. And, you know, at times I would engage in, you know, reckless behavior, or just fight other kids just at the drop of a dime, just so I can get some sort of approval. And sometimes it would, it would come from, it, it would come from my brother and my cousins because, because they just want to be, you know, they want to be entertained by, you know, kids fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, there's a point in your life where you could have chosen violence and that would have been the course. Right. And then yeah, whatever happens after that happens after that. Now, <clears throat> what kind of an impact did the church have on you and your life while you were a member? Definitely not the easiest question to answer, but I will I will say this um, from the from being involved in the church, uh, I got to do a lot of things that I necessarily didn't do, nor my family had any interest in doing. So I got to is go that, for the first time. Is that good or bad? Um, I would say in that aspect, um, it's good. So yeah. I'll give you the good first, and then I'll get, and then um, I'll go ahead and give you the bad of it. So All right. All right. Got to go. I got to do. Uh, got to go a couple of um, do a couple of camping trips. So like I went um, went to Sequoia National Park. Mm-hmm. That was like my very first camping trip I've ever done. Got to go to Six Flags for the first uh, time. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sure. I'm I'm from New York City, and I have never seen a giant sequoia. I, I just nor have I met somebody that has seen a giant sequoia. Can, can you can you put into words for me, man? How big are those things? Huge would be an understatement. Huge would be an understatement? Come on, give me, give me something. Yeah, these are. Give me something. Paint a picture for me, man. I want to know. Because I think I want to visit right. out there and just check it out. So one of these trees is about as big. Uh, if you take yourself, your family, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of your friends and, and you know, go um, try to hug the tree arm in arm, yeah. That's about how big it is wide. So I would say about 10 you know, people go. Um, yeah. About 10 people in diameter wide. Yeah. And those suckers are about 50 feet tall. Sometimes even, sometimes even taller. And, and the 50 feet tall uh, trees are probably like babies or something. Yeah. Wow. That, that's amazing. So anyway, so, so here's the church taking you to this, right? This is something that not, not everybody sees. Right, but but they're taking you to this. All right, so camping, uh, Sequoia National Park, Six Flags. Yeah, I went Six Flags for the first time. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Teen camp was all was. There were some good memories there, but uh, there was there was also some weird memories of there. You know where but, you basically you know, are doing. Before you get into that, though, before you get into that, you you were you were involved as a teenager, right? So you're in the teen ministry. Um, I'm and. Yep. And the team ministry, you know, for lack of a better term, is fun because I got I was involved in the team ministry and I was there for a year. And it was it was a lot of fun because there's just people your age. Right. Some people are a little <laughs> a little stranger than others. But there were other people that you probably became friends with and vibed with. And and it was it was just. It was all good just being around people your age who were doing things that were positive. Am I oversimplifying? Am I am I wrong in my assessment? No, actually, you're right. There are some, you know, there there, there are some, you know, 
good people there that I met in the team ministry. Uh, there were some weirdos. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But you, you tolerated them. You can't, yes. you couldn't just come out and say that I don't like that person because then you would get discipled and you would, you, you would get read a bunch of Bible scriptures on why it's wrong to, to hate that other person, even and, though you may have nothing in common with them. And you don't want the Bible scriptures read to you. It's like, ah, right, you know what? I don't want to, all right, never mind. He's cool. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Yeah. Basically, you had to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you, go ahead, man. I was going to say, um, yeah. And then I would say that uh, just from part, um, part of it, I did learn, you know, um, time management and, you know, kind of sticking to certain regiments. Um, although um, we're going to learn later on that I didn't always use that to the church's advantage. What do you mean? Well, when you look at time management and you look at, you know, sticking to a certain sort of regiment. So when I got to high school, you know, I had I had my classes from 8 a.m. to I want to say around 1:45, and then from 1:45 to about 3:34 o'clock, I you know I had sports. I was involved in uh, cross country and and in the springtime track. Yeah, had my you know I had a um, Friday Friday devos. I always knew that that was Friday at 7:30. Mm-hmm. Whether we were most of the time we met in that building that I was telling you about. The warehouse or yeah, the warehouse. And then later they ended up buying their own building, but that was like some, that was uh, some time after I, I had left. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, or sometimes it could just be an event. Like sometimes we'll just, we'll go to the mall and share a faith with people. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, for, to be a teenager and start and start going up to random people and talking about Jesus. Um, that could be pretty awkward. It could be. It could be. I've been there. I've done that. I've done that. It, it seems to me what you're telling me is the church occupied a lot of your time. Yes. And yeah. so that time kept me away from home, yeah. which kind of kept me away from some of those bad influences. And, and and for right now, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I did have another question for you, but I think we might as well just 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 stay on this. What kind of an effect did that have on you, though? Right, the time commitment part. What? What? what it had some. Ne- it had some positive uh, effects to it, but were there any negative side effects to that? Absolutely. Don't Please. ever try to miss church. I'll. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much because uh, you. Um, you'll. You'll get bombarded with phone calls, and you'll have a bunch of Bible scriptures read to you. Word up. So don't ever, right. don't ever. And that includes what? Sunday service, midweek service. There's a Bible talk and there's a Friday night devotional, right? For the teenagers. So that's four days at least. Yep. Four days. Those were mandatory. And then, of course, you probably had um, a sprinkling in between of having to meet up with this person or that person or this person or that person. But it was church related. Bible study. So when the team ministry was, just, it was just strictly uh, fr- uh, Friday devotional Sunday service. Uh, when I got to campus, it was. Oh, midweek. oh, you, wait, you didn't have midweek and uh, and Bible talks. No. Oh, you just had two days. You just had two days. Yeah. Oh snap! All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. No doubt, man. That's I mean, manageable. I can't for the other churches. But, nah, in know, in New York. Were... Yeah, in New York, we had all four. Oh wow. Yeah. Even yeah, as a yeah. teenager? Even as a teenager, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, like we man. we had we had our own Bible talk, of course. Actually, midweek was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Midweek, no, no, midweek, no. But Bible talk, yes. Yeah. So we had three days a week of something. It wasn't until I got to the campus ministry then it became, you know, all four. But uh, we we digressed, man. Continue. So with that time, um, with that time commitment, it did take away a lot of time that I could have used towards other things. Like I could have used towards, you know, preparing for, you know, being a little more prepared for uh, certain tests. Yeah. Uh, being prepared for the SATs to which I, I bombed, I bombed so bad. I'm not really going to get into my score, but let's just say that that was probably the one thing that kept me out of going into a university right out of high school. And I just, ha- I had to go to the community college route. Let me ask you something. Man. Uh, there, Let me ask you something, man. Were there, were there a lot of other teenagers uh, like you in that circumstance where the church occupied so much of your time that you couldn't really focus on school? Or dedicate time to school, school work. I would say yes. Um, yeah. For me, not for me personally, not so much because I had a um, my my grades were pretty good. Um, I made the honor roll most of my high school scholastic career, and also uh, most of my college uh, scholastic career as well. Yeah. So I was able, I was able to take some of what they taught about time management and kind of. Um, Pour that into my, you know, into my studies, into sports, which uh, was frowned upon at times because you weren't seeking the kingdom first in their eyes. And they gave you a hard time about being an athlete because you had to go to track meets and all this other stuff, I'm sure. They were pretty supportive for the most part. Um, There were uh, there were certain meets where, you know, I basically had to get away from for the weekend. Like we would uh, we would go. I think one time we went to Las Vegas for a cross country invitational. And I missed, I was going to miss that Sunday service. You know, I couldn't, you know, I was, I was the only member of the ICO. Actually, no, I take that back. I had one other, um, one of my friends was also a member, but yeah, we were one of two. We couldn't just go to our coach and say, Hey, you know, can we pull off and go to this particular church at this particular time? No, no, you can't, you can't do that. So, so here you are, you are, you're a full fledged member. Um, You've been there for, for six years, which I think is a, that's a good time. That's a good amount of time. Um, when did you begin to notice the red flags? Next time on The Reclamation. Preach it, brother. And, you know, during, for, first during the all, other... For, uh... for, for, first of all, first of all, I, I, I didn't know you were going to get all Hulk Hogan on us. You know, they and they were trying to get on the spiritual honor roll, and these guys were <laughs> some of these guys were not good examples in the classroom. They would get forty six percent on their English exam, and they just they're just like, oh well, you know, seek the king first. 